0: Cole Brandon with Unlimited Life, and welcome to the show. I am so thrilled and so excited by today's guest and so honored at the very same time. Today's guest is Michelle Karen, and as we've been doing these shows now for over a year, and it's been so incredible and so extraordinary, we really strive to bring you the very best people all around the world that can teach you how to live an unlimited life. How do you get through those barriers, those walls, those gates? How do you get to the other side of your life? How do you live this unlimited life, this unlimited vision that you know that you're meant to live? And I cannot think of a better guest. And truly... There's so many times that we're given lists of guests and somebody will say this person is an expert in this field, this person's wonderful, this person's terrific, you should interview them. And I always love when I have first-hand experience of somebody and I can say honestly from the bottom of my heart and truly with every fiber of my being, this person is the pinnacle of what they do. This person is the very greatest in their field. This is the cherry on the sundae. This is the person that can change and make a difference in your life, in the now, in your future, in your forever, and I've had the grand opportunity to work with Michelle and to experience the greatness of her talent and her gifts, and I can tell you, she is just one of the most special people, one of the greatest gifts that we have here, so at Christmas season, I can't imagine a better person to bring to you. Michelle, we're going to talk about her bio is just extraordinary, but she was French and Finnish born. And she became aware of her psychic abilities and her psychic medium gift as a child. And I know that we talk about, and I'm going to ask her when you're a kid, how do you know know, what you want to be when you grow up and that she had this incredible talent? And she talks about how she read the Goodman Sun Signs when she was just 14 and then she decided to become a professional astrologer. And I know that that was a book that greatly affected my life, but the fact that she was able to dive into that and then have that springboard into this future that has just helped millions of people around the world is just extraordinary. By the age of 17, she enrolled into the Faculty of Astrological Studies in London to earn her diploma. And just a few years later, she completed her graduate studies in medieval astrology. She has worked with prestigious teachers from around the world. And she was just 21 when she obtained her master's degree in philosophy with honors at the University of Geneva in Switzerland on the role of archetypes and the meaning of the human experience and the great works of Carl Jung. In 2006, she was selected to be the exclusive astrologer in the 78th Academy Awards. Let me repeat that, in 2006 she was selected to be the exclusive astrologer at the 78th Academy Awards where she did readings for several prestigious nominees. She also is trained as an actress and a model. She actually went to the Beverly Hills Playhouse, which is where I had a lot of my training there, we worked with a lot of the same people, and someday we'll have to have a conversation about that. She's worked in films, in television. She has studied with my favorite acting school in the world, which is the Gene Acting for Life studio in Burbank, California. She has worked in several movies and videos, and she was the French voice of the navigation system in the Honda, which I love in Canada. She has a professional degree in yoga. She studied classical piano. She is a red belt in taekwondo and a member of the National Black Belt Club. And she also volunteers with free arts for abused children in her free time, and she paints. I mean, she is one of the most extraordinarily talented, is like the tree of life. She is just the tree of energy, and it branches from every single place. And just, it pours out of her, and the way that she is able to help and touch life is just amazing. And then prior to writing in 2008, the revolutionary book, which is Astrology for Enlightenment, which we'll talk about today. She also authored six other books in French, in Finnish, in English, on astrology, living food, nutrition, yoga, and also a spiritual novel, which is just incredible. She has worked on magazines. She contributes to newspapers. She has clientele in over 57 countries on five continents. Her readings are in-depth. They're unique and they're precise, and she uses astrology, tarot cards, numerology, along with her profound, unbelievable psychic ability, and she is actually able to read people that no one else can, and she analyzes the charts. She heals planetary alignments. She works on personal energies. She enables significant life shifts to happen and to occur, and in the public conference in December of 2009 in Laguna Hills, she was channeled by Lee Carroll, and she said that she is truly a master astrology, astrologer who reads the toxic records um, directly, and she is one of the first to bring quantum astrology to the planet. She is also a shaman, and I know, I mean, when I'm looking at this bio and I'm saying, oh my gosh, this is so extraordinary, but I've been in ceremony with her, and there is a blend of astrology and shamanism. That is so magical, and it feels so right in your soul, in your heart, in her beingness. And her finished roots of love of nature have led her to Peru, where she has been initiated as a master shaman. And she has graduated from the Four Winds Society, and she has been leading groups right now to Peru and Bolivia in mystical transformative journeys. And I highly recommend that you go with her. It's just incredible. She has spent time in Colombia in the Sacred Mountains. She works as a shaman, performing ceremonies all over the world. She's a global citizen. She lives in France, Switzerland, Finland, England, Canada, Colombia, Peru, and lucky for us, the United States. And when she's not traveling the world, she spends time here and in Helsinki and she is just one of the most blessed sacred, magical beings on the planet, and we are so honored and so blessed, and what a magical, mystical, beautiful gift for this holiday season to have today's guest, Michelle Carrie
1: Michelle, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here, especially oh. now at this amazing end of year that's been quite a transformative year for all of us. <laughs>
0: it has, and it, so I, I'm looking at your bio, which is Absolutely extraordinary, and as extraordinary as this bio is, seeing you and being with you in person is even more extraordinary. Being in ceremony with you and working with you and having readings with you, I mean, you have... A gift and a talent that is beyond the beyond, and it's just—it's so wonderful. And so I, I'm looking at this, and it says, "When you were a girl, you knew." And, and did you, when you were fourteen, did did
1: yes. all of this? Share that with
0: me. How does that work? Yeah. And, and you know, you wanted to help other people with it once you recognized you had it.
1: Well, actually, I wanted—you know—it's very strange because by the time I was fourteen, we had already lived in four countries. My father was a journalist. And we had already, I was born in Finland, and we moved to England, and we were in France, and we moved to Switzerland. And uh, at 14, and I was not necessarily feeling great in my body and myself because of all this traveling. We were constantly changing countries, languages, friends, and there was really not a lot of coherence around me. And uh, and then my father went to the United States and that was the time when, um, you know, Linda Goodman had published her book and he came back with that book. And I devoured it, and I thought, "Oh my God! Somebody who's never met me can actually describe me better than the people who live with me." <laughs> and I thought this was so extraordinary. I started reading the whole book, and I started, you know, taking notes of everybody's birthdays, and I started—I uh, actually created my own little radio show because at fourteen, uh, all the kids in school could call me after hours. And I had all their data, mm-hmm. and I was, you know... But then, of course, that didn't make me very popular because I knew everybody's secrets, but, you know, nobody wanted me at their party. <laughs> so, so today, when people invite me, I'm like, really? You want me at your party? <laughs> so it was... Uh, so this is how it started. And I said to my parents, I'm going to be an astrologer. And they look at me, and they're like, a, a what? And... <laughs> And uh, so I started studying, being, you know, under the covers and I read every book I could find. At the time we moved to Washington DC, which was actually a fabulous blessing because there were so many astrology books in the libraries and the bookstores and everywhere. So I was just getting my hands on everything I could find and reading and reading and reading. Uh and um and then when I was seventeen I found the Faculty of Astrological Studies. I started studying there under the incredible mentorship of Cordelia Mansell who was my teacher. And um and then the rest is history. When I was twenty I started giving conferences and everything just aligned. It's like I did my first professional reading when I was 16, and it was a person who was uh, the granddaughter of a very, very, very famous writer, Russian writer, and uh, who had, um, you know, a situation in her life that was way beyond what I could know as a child. <laughs> and um, and I remember I charged her 50 Swiss francs, and she left all happy, and she sent me all her friends and. I have no recollection of what I said because I never remember what I say in readings, but um, apparently she was happy because after that I had an unending road of people wanting to have readings with me, and it never stopped. It never stopped, and I feel so blessed that this has been my life and so I marvel, you know, when I travel the world and I'm going from one place to another and I have all these people who want to be friends with me and who want to invite me. I'm like, wow, this all started with the dream of a little 14-year-old girl who wanted to be an astrologer (laughs) and her parents Um, who thought this was a little bit crazy. It's so amazing.
0: And when you're reading people, I mean, are you able to give them hope and, and vision for the future or be able to see Absolutely. Where, they're and where they're going. And, and so at what point can should everybody reach out to you or can you help everyone? Because I, I think that there isn't a single place in our lives that we can't gain clarity you know that is
1: very important nicole and i'm so glad you're pointing that out because for me astrology is a tool for empowerment and it's a tool that gives you a vision because through uh, astrology is actually extremely mathematical and it's based on the observation of nature but it's based on uh, cycles planetary cycles it's based on what is going on in the sky So there is very little room for spiritual imagination because if a certain planet is in a certain sign at a certain time, you cannot invent anything. You know, this is the way it is. But what you can do is interpret it in a way that's going to put people down or a way that's going to inspire them. And I don't believe in putting people down. I believe that we each have a spark of God inside of us. I think we are all masters in the making and that astrology is an incredible tool for vision, for understanding where we're going. It's really like a road map. So I think it's actually very funny that I'm the voice of the navigation system in Hondas in <laughs> Canada because really that's what I do as an astrologer. <laughs> I'm the GPS of your life. <laughs> So, And uh, the funny thing is that this is really about knowing, you know, we can randomly drive around and hope to get to where we want to go or we can take our GPS and map our journey and say, well, here, you know, I know there's going to be a little bit of a dark period right now, that's going to last only two years or a year and a half, but this is how I can best empower myself through that period, that I don't have to be a victim of what's happening to me. Because people always think that astrology determines who we are, but they forget to to think that we also influence the stars. It goes both ways. It doesn't go one way. And that we can take, you know, all the ingredients to make a cake and we can burn our cake or we can make the most sumptuous cake you ever ate. And it's always, and it's the same ingredients, but what matters and what determines the outcome is the art of the cook, the art of the chef, the art of the person, and the consciousness with which we use those elements in order to create a better or more difficult outcome. And this is all in our hands. So actually, the more we know our chart and the more we know who we are and the, know, and the more we know uh, our characteristics and the more free we are and the more at cause we can be in the world and the more magnificent our lives can be. And this is what it's all about it's right just, now, being magnificent.
0: Beautiful. And I know that we have all these people waiting to talk to you online, but before we get to some of our callers on the show, does the planet have astrology? It's the end of 2013 and we're starting the new year and is there a closing or an energy that we should be looking for in the new year around the world or in different areas of the world?
1: Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is that we are actually entering year two of humanity's life because we have to go a little bit back to the end of the Mayan calendar, which actually is not truly the end because there is in the Mayan calendar many references to dates beyond the 21st of December 2012. But what happens is that everything was mapped out until December 21st, 2012, as a culmination of humanity's evolution. And a majority of people reached that point in consciousness, and it was was everywhere, even people who were not necessarily spiritual or conscious or into anything new age, They heard that date over and over and over again, and it was loaded with all sorts of things, and people thought it was maybe the end of the world, which in a way it was. It was the end of one world. It was the end of the world of fear, the world of negativity, of cruelty, of corruption, of lies, of all those of violence. And not to say that beyond 2012 this has ended, I wish, (laughs) but there is so much, there's been so many distortions in the consciousness of humanity over the years that it could not be done in just one day and one year and even a few years. So we are, after 2012, we did reach a point of being able to start on a whole new basis, So there was an ascension, even though some people will tell you there wasn't and nothing changed. That is not true. And ask anybody, our lives have changed. Our lives are different. A lot of people died. A lot of people chose to go to the other side including my sister, who tragically died in a hang-gliding accident last uh, August in 2012. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that, um, you know, some people died in order to be enlightened. And I can tell from experience, my sister in her body was not necessarily the most, you know, actively conscious person or was not necessarily into anything I'm doing. And she mostly thought I was a little out of it, (laughs) but when she crossed over, what happened is that she awoke, and on the other side, she became very active, and I can feel her in my life and I can feel how much she's helping me now from the other side and how different she feels and what she did when she was in her physical body and her soul has continued in magnificent ways and with much more love and kindness and, and joy and vision and her help now to me is invaluable because I know she is absolutely and I can, I just don't, just know I have absolute proof that she is working with me. And this is happening to a lot of people. A lot of people have had family members, friends who crossed over in a very sudden, unexpected way. And this was all part of the plan because those people have been leaving with the old consciousness. And what is happening now is a global shift in consciousness. And what is great is that it's not just in one country or one people. It's all over the world. You go anywhere on this planet, it's happening. Everywhere people are waking up. And it's amazing to me how no matter what our color, what our language is, what our culture or religion, everybody is speaking the same language. And we are really understanding how we are one and how what each one of us does affects everybody and that some of the challenges we have gone through in 2013 which were immense it was a very difficult year for many many people Uh, it It was was. a difficult year uh, in uh, physically also a lot of illnesses a lot of uh, people got laid off a lot of people had financial problems a lot of relationship issues a lot of questioning where am I going I feel lost I don't know what's the next step and I know I have something to do but I don't know what it is and I'm hearing that every day in my readings all the time but the good news is those people who are asking those questions and going through those challenges these are the people who are awakening these are the people who are part of creating this new society that's going to emerge out of the rubble that is emerging out of the rubbles of the old and those people who have died they have also crossed over because death is not death you know we just leave our physical envelope and if you go to my website uh, michelle there's conversations i had with my father when after he died six years ago and where he said he, would, he was fascinated with reincarnation, and he really told me that after he died he would give me proof that reincarnation was real. And he actually did, and he gave me actually even more information that was amazing, and some of it I put on my website. It's and so I can beautiful. still feel him with me also so and his notion
0: i'm sorry for interrupting. it's so extraordinary And and i just wanted to pause for a second as you're sharing this incredible story that when you say people that have had such a tough year whether that be physically or financially or even those that have crossed over that those people are part of the unfoldment And the enlightenment and the energy, and I think that that's such a a positive thing for people to feel, especially in this moment as we're approaching the new year, that it was actually a gift and a blessing and that it's something wondrous and special and magical instead of a hardship of the year
1: absolutely and there is a reason to the madness and that's what we really need to keep in mind and keep focusing on the big picture and not just focusing on the trees because even those illnesses that we have gone through and god knows even from the simplest flu and cold and you know those little annoying things but that still block us quite a lot uh this was part of letting go of some old karmic paradigms and some old consciousness, some old limitations, and some old misunderstandings that we cannot do this, that I'm too small, I'm too, uh, you know, weak, I'm too vulnerable, And too um the circumstances around me, the government, blah, 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 all of that is at cause in my life, and I'm not. And that's not true. That is not true. We are powerful beings. We are beings of light. We have a huge heart. And the more we follow our hearts, and the more we start to follow our intuition, and the more we know that we know, because we do know, you know, some people it's have intuitions, perfect, yes. And then they say to me oh well what who am i to know yes you are to know you know and if you feel something, this is the time to manifest it. If you have a dream, this is a time to believe in your dream. And the synchronicities that we are going to live in 2014 are going to be mind-blowing. And we're going to think of something and it will manifest. And this is why we have to be in absolute integrity with ourselves, which means honest with ourselves. We cannot afford to stay in a half-day relationship. We cannot afford to stay in a job that well it sort of pays the bill but do I really love what I do? No. We have to be honest with ourselves. And people tell me, Yes, but how am I going to survive financially? Well, I'm the living example of that. I my whole life I never had a regular job. I've always made a living with my shamanism, my spiritual work. I have never had any security. I never know where my next reading or is coming from. And yet somehow the past 40 years it has been happening. So I know it's possible and I'm living that. <laughs> and I'm very... So exciting, and you would not believe the list
0: of people we have that are so excited to talk to you, so I'm going to let some of them on, and then I want to talk more about 2014, but certainly I know people were just so thrilled that you're on this show, and so if you have a moment, I would love you to talk to some of our studio audience.
1: Absolutely. We have
0: Sherry Rose on the line.
1: Hello, Sherry Rose.
0: Let's see if we can bring her on here. (laughs) Hi, Sherry. Welcome to Unlimited Life. Thank you. Thank you for having me on.
1: Hi, Hi Sherry. Michelle. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm very good, Sherry. How are you?
0: I'm very well. So how can we help you, Sherry? What do you think of all of this, Is the astrology and the energy and the new year? I think it's exciting. For me, it's exciting. The last year, the last couple of years, it's been just dark, I'll use that word. And, um... I'm ready to change. I'm ready to put that behind me and and move on.
1: And that's what's in Sherry. store for
0: me. You
1: know, Sherry, remember that darkness is light that hasn't recognized itself. And darkness is actually what defines light. So when we are in those dark times and I have also myself been through many of those. <laughs> These are actually the forerunner of something else, of something greater that's trying to emerge out of the depths of ourselves. And that means you're going deeply into your life, you know, and that's beautiful. So darkness is not fun when it's there, but we always have to think that there is, the dawn is beyond darkness and that our dreams and wishes are going to come true. And if we focus on the certainty of that without necessarily knowing how or when, but knowing it will come true, we accelerate the process of manifestation.
0: That's terrific information, Michelle. Thank it, you. Sure it sure is. Beautiful.
1: It sure is.
0: That's so beautiful. So, Sherry, what's happening in your life right now? What were you calling? Were you calling with the question? Or are you calling to acknowledge the incredible energy? I'm calling to acknowledge the energy, and I'm seriously, actively looking for a job. Mm-hmm. And I'm not getting any hits, so I'm wondering if I'm just looking in the wrong place.
1: Well... What is in your heart, what is it that you love doing? That if you had no financial concern, Sherry, what do you love doing?
0: I love helping people.
1: That's a wonderful start. And that's a great start. You know, the secret to creating financial abundance is to actually feel what is, what is the emotion that comes to us when we are, um, you know, financially affluent. Is it the feeling of freedom, the feeling of security, the feeling of power, or something else? entirely different and the secret is to already feel that feeling in your life and from there the rest is going to come and abundance is going to come because we always think that we have to be to have more to do more to be more but it's actually the opposite we have to be more to do more to have more (laughs) so it's about assuming the position it's about moving forward in the direction of our dreams So helping people, you know, that's the most beautiful thing in the world because so many people need help. There's so many things you can do. And by just starting to do it, your work is going to manifest itself. Does that make sense? Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe sometimes, you know, you know, like for example, even volunteering in a place and starting to work in that place, but putting all your joy and your heart and your passion into it and seeing the people around you becoming excited and happy and, and just something blooming in them or something opening in them, that, is, that can lead to an actual job where you can actually make money doing it and be financially rewarded so that you can continue doing that. Mm -hmm. So look into your heart because if you try, you know, the old ways was like, oh, we need a job, any job just to have money. The new ways is we need to do something we truly love, we truly believe in, that's in absolute integrity with ourselves, that we cannot wait to go to work to do every morning. We cannot wait to get out of bed to go and do that work. And that's how money is going to manifest in our lives. So it's about believing in your heart, believing in your dreams and writing down maybe all the talents that you have, all the things, you know. Ask all your friends, what do you admire in me? What what is it that you like in me? What is it that you see in me that I may not be seeing in myself? And once you have that feedback from your friends, of course positive friends, trusted friends, and <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it's going to be, it's going to give you a new vision of yourself, but, and that vision is going to help you manifest what you can manifest into the world. Okay. You clearly have a gift, you clearly have a gift, and it's about sharing that willingness to help. And, you know, it's also helping yourself and healing yourself because, you know, like I I see that a lot in relationships. People want a relationship. Well, if we haven't created a really good relationship with ourselves, if we're not madly in love with ourselves, it's going to be more difficult to create that love outside of ourselves. So if you want to help others, help yourself. And a simple way could be just to go through all your drawers, all your cupboards, you know, and clearing everything and donating whatever you don't like or don't need or that doesn't serve you anymore. And from there, things are going to start opening up. The roads will open up for you. Okay. So magical, Michelle.
0: Thank you so much. And thank you so much for calling in, Sherry. Thank Thank you. Thank you both. So, of course, looking forward to the update on your <laughs> magical year. And now we have Chris, who is so interested in astrology and would love a reading from you. So
1: let's
2: bring her on. Hey, hey, I uh, Hi, I would have been happy to go last, you know, and, and let the let the other people go first, Nicole. No, that's
0: oh, okay. Hello. I'm
1: happy hello. you're here. Uh, Hi, Chris. All right. <laughs> So uh, Hello, Chris. Yes. Hello, bonjour. Bonjour. <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: bonjour.
2: okay, so uh, here's the thing. Do you, uh, you need date, time, birth, place?
1: Yes, yeah, so I wouldn't do that on the radio because right. I, I, I think it's better to do things that are of general interest. But you're right. most welcome to contact me at Michelle with two okay. L's at michellekaren.com and I'll be very happy to do your personal reading. Absolutely. Okay. That's
0: sure, good then. Okay, mean, okay sure. Share what's happening in your life, because Chris, I know, and we could jump into there as you're talking about, has had um, a really sort of whirlwind year as well. And I know Michelle, as you're talking about 2013 being that way for so many people, and I think that so many of the areas you've talked about, you know, Chris has been in the washing machine oven at the same time as is just such a shimmering light through all this consciousness and so then does that mark her as one of the enlightened beings that's unfolding into the planet and really helping the world because I I, I know Absolutely
1: absolutely Nicole because uh, Chris you know the thing is that those I'm more worried for people who have not much going on in their lives than those who have great upheaval (laughs) because those who have great upheaval we have chosen to be here at this time we have chosen to be the architects of the most incredible adventure humanity has ever, ever gone through. I mean, this is like the most magical times we can think of. These are times unheard of. These are, we are creating history right now, all of us together, individually and in collaboration with each other. So all those upheavals, it's good. It means we are not happy with the status quo. We are not just willing to follow like lamps into what we're, we were given. And we no. are creators. We are architects. We are manifestors. We are people who have a vision and believe that this, there is a possibility of a greater life and a greater world. And there is. And now is the time. We are the ones we've been waiting for, as the Hopi said. And that's true. And that's where the calendar ended, the main calendar ended in 2012, because there's no telling what a group of masters are going to manifest in the world once they get together and recognize their own lights. Mm-hmm. That's great. And you know,
0: Michelle, and knowing Chris's year and knowing everything that you know, she continues to forge through and goes through and helps people in so many different ways, can you talk to her a little bit about the ceremonies that you do? Because I really think that the ceremonies are so helpful in releasing a lot of that the pain and strain and things that have been holding us back and even other people that have been trying to hold us back and then moving forward and releasing into a really freeing way and a manifesting way of our visions and dreams. And I think that that would be really helpful for Chris as well.
1: Thank you, Nicole. Yes, uh, the this the, the ceremonies I do are the dispatches ceremonies that were handed down by the Incas for five hundred years that I learned myself in Peru with my teacher Don Pascual. And it's an amazing it's very it looks very simple but first of all you have to be a trained shaman, initiated shaman to perform those because there are so many ingredients going into the making of a dispatch show that if we forget anything, the lineage steps in and you know implements whatever we forgot. But and it's always in a very protected space. But these are fun uh, prayer ceremonies that are very light and yet very profound in their results. So basically, we take uh, a sheet of white paper which corresponds to the an envelope of dreams that's folded in nine, which represents the three worlds, the underworld, the middle world, the upper world, past, present, future, and we create everything in the middle world in the center, in here and now. And there's many different dispatchos. Dispatcho means an offering to the gods, offering to Pachamama, Mother Earth, and the Aposta Mountains, but we um, there's many different kinds of despacho. The most common is the Aini despacho, and Aini means to be in right relationship. So it's about coming in right relationship with everything in our lives, with ourselves, with our jobs, with our money, with our partner, our family, the place where we live. And uh, and, through, and we put our prayers into kintus, which are uh, made in, um, in uh, Peru of coca leaves, and here we use bay leaves, and a red petal and a white petal. The white right petal represents the, uh, the Apus, the mountains, and Father God, and the red represents Pachamama, Mother Earth, Mother God. And we blow those, we put them on our third eye, and we blow into them, and we put them into the dispatcho. And then there is a whole symbolic mandala that is created with all sorts, I mean, it goes up to 90 ingredients, 99 ingredients, that each are edible, and each, I mean, almost all are it's edible. beautiful. It's and a lot of And they all correspond symbolically to something. So we don't just put our prayers. We put also our prayers for the planet, for the rivers, the animals, the trees, um, everything through candy, chocolate, uh, ribbons, (laughs) flowers. And the result, as you said, Nicole, is very stunning. And it's always different. There's always a different energy. And then... Everything is folded up, and then everything is burnt by the shaman who does it on his own, and our prayers are then transported into the universe, and we are uh, creating something very magical in the world. And things change very rapidly after this bad show. And then, Michelle, so I have a question for you, because I've been able to witness this, and and it,
0: for me, it's just life-shifting and life-altering. So somebody is interested in the ceremony... Can you come to whatever country or wherever they are to do them? And if they can't participate in the ceremony, can you still help them transform the
1: energy in their life by doing, you know, private sessions with you? Absolutely, I do offer private sessions. I'm actually doing uh, two dispatches at my house tomorrow, Sunday, for those who live in LA. So you can always write to me at michelle at michellekaren dot com if you're interested and i'm um, and i do them all around the world so if you go to my website michelle dot com there's a whole calendar of events and i have dispatches planned in finland in february i have one in uh, Bol- boulder in january i have uh, uh, several in P- uh, portugal and uh, in march and then in may I have several in france and I do also shamanic retreats. And of course, when I do my Peru trip, which this year will be between the 23rd of September until the 7th of October, we do many, many ceremonies. And we get initiated, and we do amazing, transformative work, mystical, magical work.
0: A spectacular trip. And I you know, certainly will make that information available to all of our listeners on the show. And then I know that Chris can you know, send her information to you, but do you have some words of wisdom or intuitive advice for her as she's entering this new year? Because I know that this would just be such an incredible gift for her just to be well, able to tell
1: you to. know, Chris, what I feel for you is that uh, it's about, this year for you is about expanding your horizons and looking at the broad picture. And it feels like you have either a project or an idea or A dream, And if you look at the bigger picture and you really hold that dream in your hands, you're going to be able to, I mean, things will fall into place or the right people will show up or the right circumstances will uh, make themselves available for that dream to go into the world. But it feels like you have to look into the world right now as something big, a bigger vision for your life.
2: Excellent. Thank you very much for that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Great. Thank you very much, Chris. Oh, Thanks for calling thank in. You. Thank you.
2: Take care. Take oh, care. Thanks, Nicole.
1: Thank Incredible. Incredible. Incredible information. And now we have
0: Patricia waiting for you. You're so popular here,
1: Michelle. Hi, Patricia. Oh, Welcome to your Life. T- Hi, Tricia.
2: Hi, Michelle. Hi, Nicole. Oh, my goodness. This talk is just so rich and inspiring and filled with I think the light of inspiration that so many of us are leaning into knowing that we've come out of a year that has, in many ways, squeezed um, those aspects that were out of alignment, out of us.
1: Absolutely. So that, <laughs> you know, that actually, I like I love that you say that, Tricia, because what I love about 2013 is that it revealed also who was real and who was not, you know, and who had mm-hmm. ascended and who had chosen maybe not to right now. So it's so we all we had to do really is sit back and look and observe and say, wow, how interesting, you know, <laughs> I didn't see things like that, but uh, the circumstances revealed things for us, and that was the magic of 2013. Absolutely. And this so true and that's
0: when, it is. You, when, you know, Patricia, I'm going to jump in for just a second as you said that. And it's interesting because somebody said to me the other day, they said, well, when people exhaust everything that hasn't worked, then you're left with only what does work. I like that. <laughs> and that's so now your life is going to be amazing. And so I, I love the way that you just phrased that. I just think that for everybody that's listening, they're smiling and being ear to ear right now. So thank you for sharing that.
2: Well, I'm sure everybody has that visceral feeling of, uh, of that. And, and I like the, the way that you've reframed it, Michelle, in terms of it's good news if we've been on a roller coaster, you know, because clearly um, we needed a shakedown and
1: um, <laughs> <laughs> that's an understated statement i love that word <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, and and um you know it's in, it, I, I wanted to just sort of um, share with you that one of the things that's really striking me is that th- you're so positive in in your in your come from and and i'm recogni- i'm aware that a lot of people um can feel beat up by the process of life when they, you know, hit obstacles or dead ends. And I I was um, fascinated to read in your bio or hear in your bio that um, you studied the role of archetypes in the meaning of human existence, which archetypes have always been incredibly potent and inspirational to me. And um, I I, I know that my question to you is this. Um, if, in fact, many of us don't recognize who it is that we are in our full flowering, how is it that you could recommend to us how we could work with ourselves through archetypes, which for anyone listening who doesn't know what an archetype is, is their energy companions. Um, is there something you can suggest to us about how we might be able to access more of who we are, more value, more love for ourselves, so that we can stay true to our course um, and follow our, our North Star
1: you know, I love that question, Tricia, because the truth is that um, it's important. I mean, 2014 is going to bring all of us closer to our core, and we're going to become, we're going to remember parts of ourselves that we haven't even been aware of until now, and the God, godliness inside of us is going to awaken so deeply that we are going to feel like we're coming out of a dream, and we could actually start to look at our lives. As is, it is a dream, and start to see our dream life as is as it's a real life. And I would suggest, I mean, of course, you know, uh, an, uh, astro- astrology has answers, shamanism has answers. A very simple way is to watch your dreams at night and to start to map your inner landscape. And a very simple way to do that is to get some mugwort tea. That's a very good tea for remembering dreams. And putting the intentions in your cup before going to sleep that you will remember your dreams. Have a pad of paper and a pen next to your bed and those little, you know, iPhone lamps that don't wake you up that enable you to write. And the secret is to not change positions when you wake up and to stay in exactly the same position, and grab whatever it is that you can remember, whether it's a, a word, a sentence, an image, because that's going to be the thread that pulls the rest of the dream out of the unconscious. And as you write it down, give it a title, a time, and a date. And then don't try to interpret your dreams. Just Listen to them and let them go, you know, and but keep them together because at one point you're going to start realizing where you go at night and what you do at night. And and some people feel, oh, well, my life is a little dull, I don't do anything, and then they look at their dreams and they're like helping thousands of people every night. And that's what's going on right now is that the difference between our waking life and our unconscious life is really not that marked. It's actually a continuity. And I think if you start to do that, you're going to start becoming more and more aware of who you are as a divine being and as a being of light. Because, you know, the, the most glamorous thing is to be alive. The most glamorous thing is to just be walking your truth and be honest with yourself. And that's... That's what light is about. That's what our work is about. It's not fancy books. It's not conferences around the world. That's, well, it's nice, but it's not important. What is important is to just show up in integrity and with a very open heart and to just take things and learn from everything that comes our way. Oh, you're
2: just so inspirational.
0: We're both just like peacocks. Just We just blossomed in that moment. <laughs> and I, I have a question, Michelle. So you said to stay in the same position. So the physical master yes. in me is really curious about yes. that. Can you touch on that for a minute?
1: Yes, because if we start to move, you know, we all have had that. We had like, oh, this clear dream, and then you move, and you forget it. And you were sure it was such a vivid dream you were never going to forget it. So the secret is to however you wake up, you stay in that position. You don't move an inch, and you just try to grab your paper and your pen. So it may be a little uncomfortable, but it will enable you to trap your dream, (laughs) keep your dream, or track your dream. And that's the idea, because it's important to, you know, journeying. uh, Shamanism talks a lot about journeying, and we use drums and all that to journey. But just listening to our dreams, there's so many many messages, so much important information that comes through our dreams. And the more we become aware of it, and the more conscious we can be in our daily life, and the more rich our daily life becomes.
2: It's all very, very beautiful. I, I, I once was, was taught by a, a dream teacher to, to, to pose a question before we go to bed, such as, you know, dear God, please tell me in tonight's dream what your will is for me regarding such and such, and then, you know, sincerely, your name. What do you think of that, giving it some yeah, kind of a...
1: Absolutely. Process? Absolutely. Mm. You know, I tend to go to imagine the Crystal Temple and to ask the Ascended Masters and the teachers and the guides and everybody, you know, who's working with me in some way to to help me remember what I know. And, and that's usually the prayer I ask. It's very rare that I ask this something specific, but that's usually the prayer I have. And gradually, you know, you will feel that you are remembering what you know. You will feel that answers come or solutions show up or synchronicities abound that you could never have put together yourself in a conscious way. It's just impossible and yet these things happen, and this is a time of miracles. This is, this is why we have to be in such integrity in the words we use, in the emotions we have, in the way we express ourselves, because our words have magic, and our emotions have magic, and if we use them properly, we can shift the world in amazing worlds, uh, ways and transform our own reality incredibly. And it's going to become more and more next year, in 2014.
2: Uh, On that point, I just also want to say one other thing that I've heard that I just think would be so helpful for other people to hear, which is I know so many people struggle with questioning how is it that they can share their gifts on the planet and, you know, what is their life's purpose. And there's a lot of struggle and confusion sometimes when you're going for a job that's Let's say out of the box, and really is part of your your soul's destiny. And um, I guess one question I have for you, I will ask after I say this point, which is there are new jobs that are there are new jobs that are coming into this into this world that haven't even been done yet. There are new ways of being, new ways ways of sharing our talents that you know something had to we we had to wait until we were I don't know what going from the third dimension to the fifth dimension. But I find comfort in that. And the question I also have for you is, what is it that, you know, why is it that people have, what is it that people can do to take the blinders off? And maybe you've already discussed that. I guess I've got, I've, I think I'm, I'm looping at this point. Um, but I don't know what it is that, why we're ready now, but if you could speak to that, that'd be great.
1: Yes, you are absolutely right, because as we are going through this Uranus-Square-Pluto aspect that started in June 2012 and is going to end in March of 2015, and we have actually two major periods in um, in 2014 uh, of that, is that it's going to be really a time of, I mean, I mean, the first period is going to be in uh, April of 2014 and the second in December of 2014. These are times where the old is leaving. And a lot of things, a lot, I mean, we've seen, you know, banks collapsing. We've seen weird mergers. We've seen companies going down, governments going down. Because everything that is not done in integrity cannot sustain itself itself in the new energy, which is an energy of truth, integrity, standing in our power and shining our light. So, of course, out of that collapse is coming new inventions, new technologies, new ideas. And it's a time where, more than ever, we can even create things that have never existed and and people will be receptive to that so it is absolutely a time where we have to be ha, use our imagination open the scope and and shift our perceptions that even if things have always been like that well maybe now they're not like that anymore and i know for myself i don't own a tv set i haven't owned a tv set ever, because I was raised with a TV set, because my father was a journalist, so we basically had, you know, changes of states and revolutions and wars happening in our living room every day, and I got so overdosed that, as an adult, I decided I would never read a newspaper and never have TV, and I stuck to my word, and I think that's what has enabled me to remain creative, because I'm not, you don't get caught in the collective subconscious, you think for yourself and you start to feel things and the important, you know, events happening in the world, you will always end up hearing about them anyway. So it's not like you're out of the loop. But you are going to be able to express something unique that is just of you, that is something that is coming from a very pure source. And where you are listening to you know, inspiration that is coming. Because we think You know, we are in a physical body, but we don't realize that there's so many beings around us who are not in a physical body and who have things and wisdom to share. And the more we heighten our frequency and the more we are in the frequency of love, gratitude, the more receptive we are to very high beings who can... Uh, you know, help us or or whisper into our ear things that are going to expand our world in immeasurable ways. So So does that answer your question, Uh Patricia?
2: Beautifully. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And I have a question, as you know, with Patricia. She's talking about on the website that she was reading all about you talking about archetypes. And I also was reading on your website that you were talking about Shamanism and astrology together And as you're talking about This incredible ceremony that, That you're able to Express in a way and share with people To be able to cleanse the energy And open the energy And as you're talking to Patricia About the opening of energy And the flow Can you talk just for a second about That connection between the shamanic And the astrology Because I think that really just You know, deepens a richer relationship of what we're talking about
1: right now. You know, I feel that they both are very complementary of each other because astrology will talk about cycles and it addresses, you know, it's a more mental, intellectual understanding, even though there is an element of intuition and sensitivity, but the way I work as an astrologer is that I feel I use the chart which is the picture of the heavens for the date, time and place of your birth as a portal to sort of travel inside the psyche of the person I'm reading and to rearrange things, which is really exactly what shamanism does. Because as a shaman, which is different from magic, you know, I, I, I have a very good friend of mine who's a very powerful magician, and we all, always discuss that how we understand each other, but yet our paths are different, uh, because a magician uh, uses the laws of the universe to create things that they want to create, whereas a shaman listens to messages and is led by the feather, the bird, the squirrel, the, you know, whatever is around that starts to speak. And we are led into a transmutation of energy, but in a way where it's, the shaman is transparent, it's like the puma doing his work in darkness and transforming things, the internal reality so that the external reality starts to transmute. You know, I work with the caros in Peru um, who are the direct descendants of the Incas and were actually secluded by choice in the glaciers until 1954 until they had a vision and realized they had to come down and start sharing their wisdom. And the caros roll on the, on the floor laughing when we talk about protection because they, they, they don't even understand the concept of protection, They're like protect yourself against what (laughs) you know (laughs) whatever is outside of you is a reflection of what's inside of you so why would you want to protect yourself from yourself (laughs) and that makes